0: This is episode 647 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, June 26, 2019. I'm your host, Mark Nez, and today I'll be talking about Super Mario Maker 2. came out today. I played a bit of it, a few hours, messed around with the creation tools, but I spent most of my time in the story mode because I didn't play much of Mario Maker 1. I haven't played a 2D side-scrolling Mario game in a long time maybe one or two new super mario brothers one or two on the ds i didn't play one on the wii u or i think i dabbled a little bit in new super mario brothers u and did a little co-op with my dad but not much so i wanted to just get a a feel for the mechanics and all that uh, and how everything feels because it's been a while and also in addition to that I never really played much of World or anything after Super Mario Bros. 3. I didn't have a Super Nintendo and I didn't have a 64, but that's not anything skyscrolling. Uh but yeah. So I did mostly that. Uh, and I also I just wanted to get uh, an idea of how or like what options I have at my hand when i do mess around with the creation tools and story mode is good for that because it is more so a bunch of levels that introduce you to one element of the game so here are these claw things these chain claws that you can get hooked into and then you can swing around like a rope and just speaking of those i hate those things i'll get to it shortly i want to first mention everything else i'll be talking about so Apex Legends Season 2 details came out first in the form of a few trailers. One that was like a story trailer, I guess. Another that showed some gameplay. And then a post uh, going over the changes in in terms of the way challenges will work in Season 2. And I'll go over all that. And then I, I booted up Gems of War. And it worked. That was the real reason or the only reason why I booted it up. I wanted to see if it was working again, and it is, and I don't know how I feel about that because I love the game. I put so many hours into it, but I adore Apex Legends right now, and I am able to play it with my morning oatmeal, so I don't feel a, a need to go back to Gems of War, and until I get those two stupid achievements in Super Bomberman R, that is the other game I will play when I eat because my progress on that so far, I think I'm at about... for blowing up a million bricks on or in in the game, not on the game, what the hell am I talking about? And then maybe about 8% in terms of how many bombs I've dropped, uh, getting to a million. So you you blow up more blocks than you drop bombs. But that is going to take a while still. So I'm going after that. But I still still love Gems of War even though I don't play it anymore. Didn't mean to rhyme there. But yeah, I might still go back to it and just do challenges and whatnot. But it was weird going back to it because when I started it up, clearly there have been a few more updates since the last time I played and it just bombarded me with all this shit I was being given. And I got an achievement because I got... There's like an achievement that only 1% of players have in the game for getting... Over a hundred of these badges or icons or whatever the hell they were spitting at me. They were just like, here's this thing. You have this looking face. You have this thing, this thing, and this thing, and this thing. And they just kept popping up and popping up and popping up. And then I saw I had a new achievement. I'm like, did I just get an achievement for Gems of War for launching it? Because I've put so much time into it and I'm so high level and I've just done so much that I've already earned what uh, an achievement is. And lo and behold, I did. So that was nice. But don't know if I'll be playing it again anytime soon in any kind of significant manner. Uh but yeah, in addition to that, I am continuing to watch Roroni Kenshin. And that's about it. I wanna I wanna get through that and then catch up on a few movies because I bought Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I still haven't watched it. It's ridiculous because I wanna I don't like when I'm watching a series that is long, I don't like breaking it apart, even if it's just a day. I just want to, I want to get through it. So that's me, and I don't like watching multiple episodes. If you know, binging multiple shows, I'll watch multiple shows week to week. Uh, in, in regards to anime, um, but yeah, let's let's start off with the Apex Legends news, just because that'll be quick. You know, it's not about me and and my playing uh, the game it's just the new so two, two trailers dropped. the first one was more of a tra- uh, story thing you know more of a cinematic which was nice and then they showed a gameplay one which was way more interesting because it showed how much the world is going to change and the the world is going to change a lot and it's going to be super weird when that happens i'm assuming because i don't know how the way stuff like fortnite works i'm assuming that these changes are just across the board. You can't play, like, base Apex Legends and Apex Legends Season 2, you know, the map-wise. And then, you know, after Season 2 ends, it'll revert back to the original or stay in that form until Season 3. I'm, you know, I don't know how that's going to work. But there is a lot of destruction, and now you have the that, like, big monster that's always been in the distance. They show it. I don't know if they show that in the story trailer or in the gameplay trailer as well, but they show it making landfall and stomping around which could be crazy if that actually starts happening but then they showed a lot of the the, the flying dragon things that were I'm assuming it's the same creature that was carrying around loot crates uh, or loot boxes death boxes in the game though the last few days I don't think I've seen those so I don't know if they took those out but yeah I wonder if they took those out. If they did, that was a smart decision because those things are shit. I hate them. They're so, like, they don't, the loot they have is never worth the, the bother. Uh, you know, it's it's not worth giving away your position to get what may be good loot or may not be. Um, but they showed these dragon things flying around the, the space, but also show them locked up in cages in certain parts of the map, and that got me thinking if this works almost in a way like Far Cry, where you have these creatures in cages and you can shoot them to have them attack the nearest person, whether I mean it could be somebody on your team or not, but if you can do that, that would make things a lot more interesting. So I'm I'm really excited because season one definitely felt like a beta. Like they just knew they needed to have a battle pass because that's what these games do and so they put one out there but they didn't put much thought into it or they just didn't have the time to put thought in it they just want to get it out there as quick as possible so the leveling was slow the rewards weren't all that great and it didn't entice people to return those who left the game and those who were playing it didn't give them it didn't excite them whereas this this is a big change, and when you compare it to season one, it's an even bigger change. You know, uh, I, I'm excited for it. And then they just put up a post about the the way challenges are going to work this season, as opposed to last season. So last season, if you don't know the way challenges work, really, I don't know, They didn't even really have challenges. It was just that you would get bonus XP, double XP for, or you would earn your XP for time played and then you would get bonus xp for playing with all of the legends that you have unlocked and you would get up to 25 bonus 25,000 bonus xp per legend per week and it didn't reset so after 2 weeks they'd have a, a cap of 50k 3 weeks 75k etc which was nice if you you know didn't want to focus on one legend um one particular week or whatever. But that's all changing seemingly from uh, the post that I read. And I like that because while I like the encouragement to try other legends, I have my favorite and I have my backups, but I have my main and I like playing as them and being forced to play as others in order to to level up was a bit of a pain in the ass and, and kind of annoying. Um, i'm sure you still could have uh, i probably could have still reached max level not doing that maybe i'm not sure Uh, because i I didn't reach max level 110 with maybe like 44 days to go or so so i I maxed out soon others maxed out even quicker but it was not the best system while it worked for me it it wasn't great overall and it, it didn't Uh, do much for a lot of people and it also encouraged a specific type of play that was really annoying for a lot of people where somebody would jump into the game then they would ditch their squad and because they knew the the key to leveling up was just staying alive they would find some place to hide and they would just hide there uh, until they couldn't hide anymore they would just focus on staying alive and not trying to win or actually engage in the game which is the dumbest thing in the world because why play the game and level up if you're not going to actually play the game but i'm going to read from the post uh, on respawn's site or ea site about uh the, the challenges the updates so with the launch of season two you'll be able to complete daily and weekly challenges to level up your battle pass As we've previously mentioned, we're endeavoring to balance balance gameplay purity with variety and fun, so none of this season's challenges will require a YouTube tutorial to figure out. Oh, that's good. That's good. More than half of your weekly challenges will grant an entire battle pass as a reward. That is very nice. I love that. The remaining daily and weekly challenges grant stars, which, combined with max. Match XP. Now there's like a part of my lip that's super dry and it keeps catching onto my other lip and it's it's very unpleasant. Contribute combined with max XP contribute to a repeatable weekly challenge that grants a full battle pass level with each completion. Also nice. Stars are XP specific to battle pass, meaning stars do not impact account level progression. Daily challenges. Each day you will receive three new daily challenges chosen randomly from a pool of over 200. That means 201. These challenges range from deal 200 damage in bunker, not 201 damage, just 200, to play one game as lifeline and are intended to be achievable, achievable, achievable in a short play session. Complete your daily challenges and earn 3,000 stars each. The challenge pool reset every day. Weekly challenges. Each week, you will receive a set of new weekly challenges. These challenges are intended to take several play sessions to complete and range from get 20 kills as Gibraltar, Bangalore, or Mirage. I like that if that's the way it's set up because it means you only have to get these kills as one of these three characters and not making you play as... A very specific character. They gave you a few options, which I like because, in that case, I don't know who the hell I would pick. I don't really like any of those characters. But, you know, if it was like Bloodhound, Wraith, or Pathfinder, I'd be like, great, I can play as Pathfinder. If it was, I don't know, uh, Octane, uh, Mirage, or Caustic, I'd go with Octane. So, I like that. To, moving back to the the, the article. To loot 100 epic items, that's another example, four of the weekly challenges are worth 6,000 stars each, 24,000 total, and three of the weekly challenges grant an entire battle pass level each upon completion. Great! I hope these are very easy to do. Starting the season late, no problem! You'll get access to all previously weekly challenges at one. They say at one, but I'm sure they mean at once. They're just missing a C. So, if you start in week 3, you'll get access to week 1, 2, and 3 challenges immediately. That's 21 in total. Ooh. Cool. Weekly resetting challenges. Each week, you'll have an additional set of 3 special resetting weekly challenges. These are the same every week and refresh even if you haven't completed them. Keep a careful eye on these to, mac- to make maximum battle pass progress. Complete 5 daily challenges, reward 1 battle pass level. Complete uh, 10 daily challenges, reward 1 battle pass level. Earn 9,000 stars and or match XP rewards 1 battle pass level. This quest may be repeated an unlimited number of times each week. Each completion, increase the stars and or match XP required. Next by 9,000 up to a maximum of 54,000 you need. 9,000 for the first level, 18 blah blah blah. The challenge resets to 9,000 each week. Uh... And that's pretty much it. So, I I like all the details that are coming out because it, it's it's weird too because the Apex Legends bit of EA Play during E3 week was so meh. It just, like they revealed the character, which was nice, but they were being so cagey about giving out details, and now they give out. This stuff, they like, oh, here's a trailer that we just put on YouTube or whatever, and here's a post on EA.com. Why didn't you do that for the fucking half hour or whatever you spent talking about the game? You're just... I don't even know if they spent a half hour talking about it. And I don't remember what they talked about outside of the, the new legend. Maybe, I don't know what the hell they were talking about. But this— the, all this stuff should have been at E3. Because I know a lot of people are like, oh, Good. They're going to be making it better. That's what they're saying. But I don't know. The the, the new legend seems cool. But what the hell exactly is going to be happening? We get like a little tease of the Dragon Eye thing or whatever. But what's it going on? And now we get these details. And it's just like, oh, why didn't you do this earlier? So, yeah, that's Apex Legends Season 2. Moving on to Mario Maker. So I played, like I said, about two hours. And I spent most of that time in the story mode. Messed around in creation mode, did the first tutorial, and I, I, I like it. There, there's a lot going on in there, and I don't have the experience from Mario Maker Wii U or 3DS. Uh, I think you could create levels in 3DS, you just couldn't share them or something. Um, there, there's some weird thing about the 3DS version, but I don't have much experience with the creation tool, so it's going to take a bit of time to wrap my head around them all and make something that is good and for me in in terms of the kind of levels I want to make I want to make levels that flow really well they might be auto-scrolling they might not be but I don't want to make at least not right off the bat I don't want to focus on making super challenging levels or making silly levels or this I want to make a level that just feels really good and really smooth it's not overly challenging it's just something that you get into the flow and then you just keep going and I want something that feels really good in that sense. So that'll be my goal. I want to do something with wall jumping. I'm going to do a lot of wall jumping. If I can, if I, I haven't messed around with the wall jumping in game in the story mode either. So I'm not sure how how it feels in a Mario game. But, uh, the thing I noticed is that playing the game, cause I, I played a few games, of story mode docked mode, uh, when in dock mode, uh, not that long ago, I was playing mostly handheld then. I find that playing the game is way more enjoyable with the Pro Controller hooked up to the TV. It looks pretty nice, and creation, uh, creating levels, is of course way better uh, handheld mode using a stylus. It just is. It's so much more intuitive to be using the touchscreen. It's the game that makes the touch. It gives reason for the touchscreen on the Switch, and it gave me reason to pull out my. Uh, Wacom stylus for iPad that I've had and never really used. I I got it thinking, you know, what I'm actually gonna make art on the iPad, and then I realized I don't like making iP- uh, art on the iPad. the the lack of precision on the regular iPad. You know, the iPad Pro now has a pencil support, and I think the new iPad regular has pencil support, which is really cool, and that has me kind of interested in upgrading at some point. If that is the case uh, even though the pencil is so fucking expensive um, but yeah i I'm enjoying the story mode which is really just a way for the game to introduce you to all the different elements so here's one where you're going into the fucking like I don't know the names of any of this stuff because I'm not the biggest Mario person so forgive me but you get into one of those giant luck le- like tea cup kettle looking things that has the propeller on the bottom and flies and then you can shoot out of it and it, it makes it into not really a, the, the level they showed us or, or they had me play wasn't exactly a shmup but it had me thinking how cool it could be to try and make a shmup in Mario Maker if, that, if that's possible um, that, that could be fun and cool to do even though the, the shooting in that and the movement is in the uh, the best. It's definitely not ideal for a shmup, but that'd be interesting to mess around with. I like some of the levels where they utilize a lot of doors and pipes to have you going back and forth and, and opening doors with keys you find in different areas and and stuff like that. Having having it be more intertwined level, but um, yeah, it's it's fun. It's Mario, and there's a lot going on. The Mario. World, the Super Mario World, 3D World, not Super Mario World. Um, the the 3D World stuff looks really nice, um, and I like the way it plays. I like the cat. The cat's cool, uh, and I, I like some of the, the ways you can. Not not so much give clear uh, clear directions or, or things you need to do to, in order to clear the level, but you can add like challenges to a level like. Go through this entire level without jumping. Go through this level doing a handstand on the top of every tree. I like all that stuff. So, there's a, I don't have much to say about it right now because I, I've just dipped my toes into it. And I'll, I'll be way more interested in talking about it when I get into the creation side of things and when I have levels I can tell you all about and then you can try and see how horrible they are. So I'm excited about that. But... uh. That's that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. I got a new XLR cable for my mic. So hopefully there are no issues with the audio this episode, having it just randomly drop at times. And I know it was that I'm pretty sure it was the, the last cable that I just got replaced because I at uh, one point was recording something, noticed it wasn't picking up the audio. And then I just kind of jiggled it around and it was. So I assume it's a cable. And that cable has been with me a long time. It's the first cable I ever got when I got my first condenser microphone for distributor failure. So it was about time I should upgrade it. It was way too long for my needs as well. So it was super all bunched up. It's been tangled over the years and twisted and turned in. Um So it was time to retire it. It had a good run and a good life and it, carried me through a lot of stuff and then I got the Elgato HD60 which at first was giving me issues and then I realized that no I have to just plug it in directly to the the USB ports on my PC and not through the hub I have because uh, it was just that wasn't enough power I guess so that's here and ready to go I, I did some test recording with Apex Legends which is a very you know fast uh, fast moving game. And it looks really good, so excited about that. And, yeah, I finished. I finally got the audio for Wolfenstein The New Order done. And it's, I think overall it's good. You know, it's as good as it's going to be. You know, I may have missed this or that, but I feel better about it than the, the last recording or the first recording that I ended up dumping. And there's one moment in in particular where I say something and then I realize how horrible it sounds outside of context. Uh, just the phrasing. And that's probably my favorite moment of the episode. You'll have to wait months before you can hear it. But that's got me really happy because that was a nightmare. And uh, yeah, excited to move on to the next game, whatever it is. If it is Rocket Knight, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, watching Kenshin, that's fine. The Kyoto arc just ended, so I'm in filler mode until the final arc, I'm sure it'll be the final arc, starts. And I'm not sure if what I read about the show and characters, deaths and all this, actually happen ziz, in the anime, or if that's from the manga, because I don't know how much of the manga the anime covers. And then I, I did end up seeing... Rockman again finally Wednesday night with uh, one of my friends and it was just lovely I, I I love that movie so much and I am surprised by that it is so beautiful and special and magical I've said this all before but I love that it's not a traditional biopic that follows his career and the fact that it is about his relationship with his family and the struggles he had there and his relationship with addiction and struggling with that and going through that and coming out uh out of it surviving you know, the the uh, last song that's performed spoilers is I'm still standing because he's still standing after all this you know he's 28 years sober yeah, and I found that to be really moving and uplifting it really worked for me and there are parts of the movie that I don't want to get into that I found very relatable really sad moments that maybe some people listening will know because I've talked about it with a few people but there are a few moments where characters say things that are very reminiscent almost word for word to things that have been said to me that were really just disheartening. Um, so yeah, I I related to that, and I, I I have come to love Elton John's music, and I think Taron Egerton did a fantastic job in the movie, and just continues to show that he's really good and charming. And I would love to have seen the solo movie where he was playing Han Solo, because I think he was in the sh- he was on the shortlist, and I remember before even hearing his name in talks about it thinking after kingsman and even eddie the eagle i'm like he's got charisma he's so watchable he could he could pull that off and then they instead pick this character who's like this guy has no personality did you see him in that fucking coen brothers movie whatever it was called about the old time movie business stuff he was nothing. He was so I like part of it is his character, but I think he, it could just be that he, it worked and his performance for the, of that character worked because that's how he is in actuality. But uh, yeah, I love Rocket Man. Anywho, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Mark Kirsner. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, PixelatedSausage.com, where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog, which are All available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or attack the backlog, you can go over to youtube.com slash pixelated sausage and watch them both there. If you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com com slash PXS and support us that As always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye.